Thank you. And that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be different than the world. And so what a great message there. Turn your scripture this morning. Proverbs, the first chapter. And we're going to hit every verse. Well, maybe not every verse, but we're going to be looking at this chapter pretty good. So make sure you bring your Bibles with you. You know, we used to, in the sanctuary, we had Bibles in the pew, but uh, we don't have it here. You've got to bring your own Bible, and that's okay. But look at Proverbs 1. So I have to say we're going to be going through a series of sermons about what do you need. What do you need today? Right now, at this moment, what do you need? Somebody shout it out. Patience. You? Okay. What else? So what? Dollar. Keep on. I'm not going to answer that. Yes, sir. Okay. Think about these things. What do you need? What do you need today? What, what's the world telling us what we need? Hmm? What? What? The, okay. The world tells us about money, but money's not doing us too much good right now, is it? <laughs> Think about what you need. The first thing we're going to look at today is the need for wisdom. What would it be like in this world of ours today if we had wisdom in Washington? Wow, yes. <laughs> I heard an amen on that one. What about if we had wisdom with the school district? I mean, just everywhere you turn, we need wisdom. Don't we need wisdom today in our personal lives? Some of y'all in a relationship, you don't need to be in. You need to have wisdom how to get out of that relationship. Hmm? Some of you need wisdom on how to make your marriage better. Some of you need to have wisdom and how to live a life of patience, as Captain talking about. We all need that, don't we? Patience. Wisdom. What medicine to take? What vitamins to take? What supplements to take? What kind of insurance to purchase? We need wisdom. We need God to be in control, don't we? Let's say in honor of God's word, Proverbs 1. We're going to look at verses 1 through 6 reading, but don't close your Bible when you go to sit down. Keep it open. And so we see here, the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for attaining wisdom and discipline, for understanding words of insight, for acquiring a discipline and prudent life, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the young, but will the wise listen and add to their learning. And let the discerning get guidance for understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, forgive us when you have given us everything we need when we're searching other places. Forgive us. Let us come back to you. Guide us in these days ahead, these weeks ahead. And Lord, if we live months and years, guide us still us down. But this day is a moment that we look and we check off what needs to be removed from our life and what needs to be added. But Lord, there is nothing that adds up like a personal relationship with you and that we listen as you guide us. That's what we need in our world. That's what we need in our government and everything else. That's what we need in our personal life. 
Lord, let us trust in you. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. So the first thing is we're going to look at is why wisdom. Why wisdom in the first place? It's very simple. To understand the instructions. Have any of you ever bought something from Ikea? Have you ever got something from Ikea? Have you ever looked at those instructions? There's no instructions, just pictures. Just pictures how to put things together. How many of you make more sense when you start looking at the French uh, edition of the instructions than what it says in, in English? And all this, we need to be able to understand the instructions. We need to do what is right. We need to do what is right. Is What is right going on in our world today? Think about it. Are we doing some crazy things that make no sense at all? Why are we killing babies? Why are we killing unborn babies? Why are we letting our elder, elderly folks be abused and neglected and pushed to the side? Because guess what? If you live long enough, you're going to be old too. Just like me. It's coming. Yeah, I mean, the way it is coming, there's another option. Don't want that to do what is right. Also, to give us good sense. To give us good sense. Young people, please, don't be stupid like the generation before you. Now, I'm not saying that's your parents. But we have made some stupid decisions. We need to have good sense. So, we need also to give caution to the young. Warning. But I'll ask you something. How many of you have parents that warn you? They guided you? How many of you said, I'm not going to do that? Right? I'm not going to. How many of you spent the first 20 years of your adult life trying to prove your parents were wrong, only to find out they were right? Don't waste your time, young people. Look at history, the right history, not the history that's being changed today. Look what the scripture says and see, we, we need this caution, warning and all. But you know, why do we have to put all these signs on the interstate that, you know, the workers ahead slow up, there's an extra fine. Why do we have to have all those extra warnings because people don't pay attention to warnings? You're right, preacher. Hmm? You're right. How many of y'all have walked up to a sign that has on wet paint? What's the first thing you do? Yeah, it's wet. He just told you it's wet. It's a warning. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. So we need to see this. We need to understand the instructions to do what is right, to give us good sense, to give caution to the young, and then to add to our knowledge. To add to our knowledge. What, what's a good basis for knowledge? Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me. Yes, amen, preacher. For the Bible tells me. They should have had you sing the second part of that. Okay, so. I knew you did it this time. That's a good place to start. To build on that knowledge. Jesus loves us. 
And if God loved us so much that He sent His only begotten Son to die on that cross for us, and I'm going to tell you what kind of love that is. I think about that family today that's grieving, but their father pushed that little boy, I think he's seven, eight years of age, to safety. He was rescued, but the father died. That's love, isn't it? Jesus loved you so much that he pushed you towards that. Don't ever forget that. He pushed you towards safety. But we need to realize to add to our knowledge and then to give guidance in times of trouble. To give us guidance in time of trouble. Folks, we're freaking out over COVID-19. I mean, we are in panic stage. Have you noticed something about our young people? You notice how they're panicking over COVID-19? You notice the social distancing that going on there? But as parents, we're worried about it. I tell you what, God's in control. Yes. Amen. He, I, this, didn't, this didn't hit him and all of a sudden he said, man, I've never thought of COVID-19. Have you ever thought maybe COVID-19 is a modern day plague? A modern day plague to get us back to God? To push us to God. But I want to tell you something. It hasn't pushed the church toward God. It pushed the church to reality. Where's the people in their worship and praise the Lord? I know we don't have to be in meetings, but how many people are in the in personal Bible study, in personal witnessing, and caring? Well, we don't have church, so we don't have to have church. We can have church 24 7. 24-7 we can have church and fellowship and loving and caring in Jesus' name. So why wisdom? You see all these items. But we need guidance in times of trouble. Or we're right in the midst of that trouble. And then, what's the steps to wisdom? Look there in verse 7. There's the answers we have. You see that in verse 7? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. So the first thing we see is fear the Lord. Fear the Lord. Most of us are not scared of the Lord because He keeps quiet. We don't want mom and daddy to know about it. We don't know what our friends know. We don't want our co-worker to know about it. But God, He knows He's not going to do anything. You know, do we need to start walking around with the fear of the Lord? Yes. You know what? My daddy's been passed for six years now. I love my daddy. And I could actually show better, but you know what? Even at this old age, I had a fear of him. Because I didn't know what he might do next to me. See, do we think God, God's going to bless us. God's going to take care of Oh, bless your child. Go ahead and keep on sinning. God hates sin. He loves you. So I'm going to tell you, if you're connected with that sin, is there a problem you're going to get woke up on? Yes, sir. So then we see first fear the Lord. And the second thing we need to do is listen to your father's instructions. Your father's instructions. I want to tell you what. As many times growing up, I always thought I knew more than my daddy. And my daddy worked second shift. So a lot of times uh, I had those afternoons and all this. I could do it. He told me to do it, but I would do it my way. Yes, what? And what the way to do it. And I had to go back and do it again the next time. 
and mix that. So we need to fear the Lord and listen to your father's instructions. And third, do not give in to sinners. Do not give in to sinners. Do we give in to sinners? How many of you got some buddies you hang out with and they're leading the wrong direction? How many of you got the, the neighbors? And they say, come on, let's go do this. Okay. See, we think a lot of times it's just to you. It's just the children that follow their friends. We adults are the worst. We're the worst. So look in your Bible there. In Proverbs 1, look down there at verse 14. Look at that. Do not give in the sinners. And the first thing it is, it says there, throw, uh, what is it? Throw in your life with us. And we will share a common purse. You know the other way to look at that? Is turn down the invitation. Do not give in to sinners. To their invitation. Where they take you. You know, there are some folks in prison today that did not commit a crime. Is that true? Now, in their mind, they didn't commit a crime, but guess what? They were with the people who committed the crime. They were just in the wrong place at the wrong time, and guess what happened? They got sentenced. They got sentenced. Folks, we need to make sure that we do not give any sinners, that we don't, you know, their invitations were, you know, the throw in your mind. And then look here in verse 15. It says, my son, do not go along with them. In other words, do not walk beside them. Do not walk beside them. Uh, I don't do Snapchat. I learned a long time ago, ministers don't do Snapchat. Get off of it. But Instagram, I do look. And Instagram, y'all help me. There's a posting that people do. Then there's another section where it has all these things that people put on there and all the crazy things do. And there's a, there's a big thing that I've noticed many times I've seen those different videos is the young people, young adults, as they're walking along, and the joke is to stick the foot out and trip the other person. Why do you do that? Why do you trip somebody else up? It's funny, right? It's something to enjoy. But I'm going to ask you something. Has somebody tripped you up? A best friend? Co-worker? They tripped you up. And that's what it says there, my son, do not go along with them. Do not set foot on their paths. Don't walk with them. For the feet rush into sin. They are swift to shed blood. How useless to spread a net in full view of all the birds. And then we see here in verse 18, these men lie and wait for their own blood. In other words, we need to be constantly on guard. Constantly on guard. Folks that you've been with for years, they can trip you up just like that. People that are not walking with the Lord, guess what? You're trying, are you trying to reach them? Are you trying to bring them to a knowledge of Jesus Christ? Are you sharing the good news of Jesus Christ? Oh, they're just good old buddies. But I want to tell you what, they can pull you down in the heartbeat. So be constant on guard. So how else can we handle this? This steps to wisdom. Fourth, just listen is available. Just listen. Listen to your parents. Listen to some of your teachers. 
Listen to your friends. Remember what mama, daddy, and they might have been passed away 30 years ago. But remember what mama, daddy used to teach you about Jesus Christ. And so listen to what the Lord has to say. Verse 20 says, Wisdom calls aloud in the street. She raises her voice in the public squares. At the head of the noisy street, she cries out. In the gateways of the city, she makes her speech. So just listen. It's there for you. So what's the warnings? Warnings against rejecting wisdom. What are some of those warnings that we have? Look there in verse 22. How long will you simple ones love your simple ways? How long will mockers delight in mockery and fools take knowledge? If you had responded to my rebuke, I would have poured out my heart to you and made my thoughts known to you. But since you rejected me when I called, but no one gave heed when I stretched out my hand, since you ignored all my advice and would not accept my rebuke, I will turn, ooh, I in turn will laugh at your disaster. I will mock when calamity overtakes you. When calamity overtakes you like a storm, when disaster sweeps over you like a whirlwind, when distress and trouble overwhelms you, then they will call to me, but I will not answer they will look for me, but will not find me. Since they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord, since they would not accept my advice and spurn my rebuke, they will eat the fruit of their ways and be filled with the fruit of their schemes. For the waywardness of the simple will kill them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. Boy, that's not in my sermon, but that's the one right there, that last verse there of verse 32 that I read, for the complacency of fool will destroy him. Are we complacent as believers? Have we got lazy as Christians? I want to tell you what, this rioting, this unrest that we have, this, what, what, is some folks start to burn the Bibles. Y'all heard of that? They're starting to burn Bibles. That's when we as believers make a stand and we're not going to sit back and take it any longer. We're going to make a stand for Jesus Christ. We're going to be a witness for Jesus Christ. I want you to think about it. Burning Bibles? I, well, I, I will tell you something. It's going to be hard for the people to burn the Bible when you hold it in your hand. That makes sense? It's going to be hard to burn that Bible when you're holding it in your hand. Think about that. But what do we do? Warnings against rejecting wisdom. First thing we see is we miss God's heart and thoughts. We miss God's heart and thoughts. God loves us. God has a plan for us. You know, God has a perfect husband for us. I mean, for you ladies. Okay, we'll make sure that's straight in this day and time. God has a perfect wife for you. God has perfect children. We will still be teenagers, but you still love them. God has a perfect plan for you. Jobs, I mean, retirement, whatever you may be going through, He has a perfect plan. But how many of you are trusting your plan? Uh-uh, that's rejecting the Lord. And see, I, I hate this. It's in the Scripture. Uh, verse 26 says, I will, I will laugh at your disaster. God will laugh at our disasters. I tell you what, I don't like getting laughed at. It's just something, you know, I think most of us like. I still remember living in the parsonage, and I was pulling a water hose, 
and there was a, where the driveway was, there was a, 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 a retaining wall there. I had stepped on that, and somehow I was looking, pulling the water hose, and the way that I slipped, and I hit that concrete like you won't believe. I mean, I bruised myself up. I mean, I was scratched, I was hurt, but I jumped up like that. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm okay. And you know, I looked around and Mr. James' kitchens was cutting grass, but he had gotten by, so he didn't see what happened. And all I wanted to say, well, thank goodness he didn't laugh at me. But what's God going to do when he told you over and over to stay out of that sin? Get away from those people. Stay out of that problem. And you continue on. It says here, he's going to laugh at you. I want to tell you, how do you get mad at God? How do you push back at God when he's, he's the authority? So think about that. God will laugh our disaster. God will not be found to answer us. There's two ways. Look, we can't find him, but he's not going to answer. How many of you cried out to God lately? God, take care of this situation. And he hasn't. Is there unconfessed sin that you need to deal with? Is it where you're not trusting him completely? How many of us are like this? We want God to take care of this, but don't touch this. I mean, I'm bad about that. Lord, I want you to just take care of it, but I can take care of this myself. He wants control of everything. Of everything. And so God would not be found to answer us. And we will get what we deserve. What's that just deserves? How many of you right now would cringe? Now y'all don't want to do it because you're in church. I keep it up. Okay. How many of you would cringe if you really got what you deserved today from God? You never want to go behind you. A wall somewhere and says, oh, thank you, Lord, thank you. But that's what's going to happen, folks. We'll get what we deserve. And then what we really see here, we will be destroyed. We will be destroyed. We will be, I started saying we'll be no more, folks. Do you know, if we die without Jesus, we're going to spend eternity in hell? Now, see, if we just die and there's no more, oh, heck with it. But if we die and then spend eternity in the ever-burning hell, that's not where you want to go. Today, do you know Jesus is your Lord and Savior? I pray that you do. Because you know, death can come at any moment to find us. I hope you're ready. Well, let's look at the benefits of listening. To listen to God. It's verse 33. But whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. So three things there are the benefits of listening. First is we will live in safety. Do we need it today? I mean, we're walking into stores. We've got masks. We've got gloves. We've got, uh, you know, protective equipment all. I mean, whatever it is. I mean, how many of us want to live a life where we just live in safety? Oh, don't, can't touch that. Can't do that. In the Lord, we have safety. Yes. Or He takes care of our today's, take care of our tomorrow's. Praise Him for that. And then we will be at ease. We will be at ease. Now, I want you to notice that scripture there. 
It says, and be at ease. It does not say, it does not say you will have life easy. It, that's not in that scripture. It says you will be at ease. It will be at, you will be at ease in the midst of the storm. Because the storms are going to continue. Folks, wouldn't it be great when we get to heaven? We, how many of us are going to be pulling on our phones and looking at what the temperature is? How many of us are not want to worry about a well, I tell you what, the greatest thing about heaven is we don't have to worry about a phone. But to have that look, so there's a storm coming, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock. No more storms. So we'll have it easy then, but now you will live a life of ease, trusting in Him. It's like those days of a childhood when the things are just falling apart. All you had to do was to crawl up into your mom or daddy's lap and everything's okay. The storm still was, it was turning outside. Thunder, lightning, the hail coming down, but you were in your daddy's arms. Everything was okay. That's what it's talking about, being at ease. And then you see without fear or harm, there would be no fear or harm. Folks, these bodies are temporary. These bodies are temporary. We do experience pain. Splinters. You know, hammer hitting our fingers and still pain. But folks, the little life, we don't have to worry about Satan attacking us. And win. He will attack. But he won't win. So what do you need today? What do you need? Think about it. Let me say this. The first thing you really need, yes, we need wisdom, but do you need Jesus? That's right, preacher. Do you know, do you need Jesus? Now, do you need Jesus as your Savior? You play the game, you've gone through life, but you've never personally invited Jesus into your heart. Today's the day you do that. Amen. Today's the day you do that. But I think in this place today, being mostly church-going folks, do you need Jesus as Lord of your life? Lord of your life. You've got the fire insurance. You've got that fire insurance. But have you made him Lord of your life when he's in control? Is he in control of your personal relationships? Is he in control of your money? Is he in control of your leisure time? Is he in control of your workplace? Is he in control of your thoughts and your actions? See, you need wisdom today. But you won't get wisdom. Y'all remember the, the Encyclopedia Britannica? How many of you, when you got that as a child, you thought that was the best thing there ever was? I, I got all the knowledge I need right there in the Encyclopedia Britannica. Mom and daddy's had to work two years to pay them things off. <laughs> now we just Google it. And we find the conflicting answers, don't we? But when you look at the Scripture, when we make Jesus Lord of our life, we have what we need for today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, forgive us when we play church. Forgive us when we go through the motions. And for some of us, we've never invited you into our hearts. 
Let that come about today. Just simple praying, confessing your sin, and asking you to come into your life. But Lord, I want to talk especially to those who have had their names on rolls for years. And they've not made you Lord of their life. I pray today that we will all surrender to you. Your ways, not our ways. Your direction, not our direction. Your wants for our life, not our wants. And there we'll find the wisdom, we'll find the peace, we'll find the joy that we need. Lord, I don't know why somebody would go on to want to leave this place and go back in the same problems and the same pain when they can surrender it all to you today. Lord, this music plays. If you don't want to come and talk to me personally, just come to me. There's chairs you can come and just sit right here and pray. Hands your bow. Plenty of room to move around. But let God direct you today in responding to Him. Let us walk in your wisdom. In Jesus' name.